Hello. <laughs> Whoa. There you go. Welcome to Antlade. A Globe Studios podcast. Woohoo. Okay, we're we're doing this uh, the old school way. Old school way. So. Plus, please, can we have showbiz kachapan? So much What's old school happened? way. Ah, just ano, like yeah. Okay, I get it. Our, yeah. our, our, our original microphones. Yes. Passing around the mic and all that. Yeah, our, real close. Startup style. Okay. You have the coronavirus. So today we're gonna do finally my much-awaited best um best in TV for 2019. Yes. But prior to that, we shall do Showbiz Kachipan. <laughs> wow, getting right to it, huh? Okay, okay. I can't wait. I can, uh, no. I can, I can go with that. Showbiz Kachipan! What are we kachipaning? Well, the big news was Jadeen broke up. Okay. And I was, uh, someone private messaged me, privately messaged me. Just to check if you're okay? Just to tell me that, hey, Jadine broke up. Who was it? I think it was Miguel Lugtu. It was Lugtu on, uh, on the group. On the Enslate <laughs> podcast group on yeah. Facebook. So please join that, guys. It's a lot of fun discussions on pop culture and chismes sometimes. And showbiz kachipan, yes. So what happened in the Jadine timeline? So, wait, I'm looking for... Wait, you're you're the mega fan, right? I had to research what happened because it was a I was gobsmacked because mm-hmm. uh, on their social media they you're were still very doggled. much together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, wait, no, it was first. Uh, no, no, see, um, what's his name? Uh, Ricky Lo. Oh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite dinosaur. <laughs> why, why is he your favorite dinosaur? He's really not my favorite. But he's such a dinosaur. For maybe, fun, maybe he should retire. Star, I don't know, a Philippine star. Have you ever seen that Anne Hathaway interview? With yes, Kuda? it was terrible. Yeah. And she was just like not having it. That was just <laughs> one of many interviews he did. Like with one was with Beyonce where he asked her why it was called Destiny's Child and not Destiny's Children. <laughs> <laughs> I have seen Ricky Law in action. I, mean, I actually went to a... You were in a car. Yeah, I was in a car because uh, we were in a press in junket in Thailand. Yeah. I've seen him ask questions, and uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's an experience. <laughs> it was like it was it was weird because that junket I was with Ricky Law, who is a I guess a veteran, as you might say, and then I was also with these other mm, almost fresh grad, uh, new not so new, but basically their first job was in this. Uh, website yeah. that I maybe should not name for now, but it, it was like just the spectrum of like fresh journalism grads, fresh face, and then vet, veteran of the of the showbiz uh, press who may or may not have a ghostwriter, maybe, and then me smack dab in the middle, just the enjoying one person with integrity. You know, man, grabe. <laughs> but it was it was just it was. Very memorable because I remember I think Ricky's questions were like, "So what did you learn about life with doing this show?" And then I was like, "That that <laughs> does very much sound like a Ricky Law question." And then the questions of the other people were like, "If you could do, if you could, if your character could do this, what would it be?" So it was like, "Parang parang slum book." question getting to know you yeah mm. so it was like oh this is the, this is the spectrum this is the range pala of how it works but at least no one asked what's your favorite Filipino food my favorite press question for anyone not from the Philippines 
Well, the interview with Anne Hathaway, he was like, um, yeah, Leia Salonga says hello. What would you say to Leia Salonga? And Anne Hathaway, <laughs> and then he goes back to it. And yeah, we talked about that already. We're done. We're done with that. Come on, don't see Anne Hathaway. It's on YouTube. So <laughs> let's put the link in the Facebook group. Sometimes, really, I wonder why he's still employed. But uh, so anyway. he reported they were broken up on yes. January five. We made timeline talaga si Quar. Yes, and then ito. guys, he really has notes. <laughs> no joke. And then sinadin nagpost. Okay, nagana. First off, that was so low. The real Ricky Law. Philippine star. Second, none of what you said was true and it is never okay to use someone's mental situation slash tragic past just to prove a point. Mental illness is a very sensitive matter. Iba talaga si President. Uh, which is apparently what they call Nadine. President Nadine, yeah. <laughs> and last, you think you know so much about me, you can't even get my last name right. Ano na? 2020 na. Love that. Hashtag 2020 na. I actually used that. I have I haven't I haven't read this whole thing. Okay, but, so that was Jan three. Wait, but what did Ricky say about her mental health situation? What was the thing that pissed her off? He even said he even said Nadine Samonte because he thought that Nadine Loser's right. last name was Samonte for some reason. But No, but like he said they were broken there up. Is, there is a Samonte. So yeah. there's a Nadine Samonte. Yeah, but he he <laughs> interchanged them as, you know, Ricky Lawwood. And then, um, as well as Ricky Law wrote, uh, James is handling the breakup with care to question the impact of Nadine, who has admitted grappling with mental illness. Her brother committed suicide oh, last year shit. or two years ago. So that's kind of that's kind of yeah. That kind of sucks, Ricky Law. <laughs> kind of below the belt, but very tito in a very tito way. In a parang hey, tumabaka like that. Ay loka loka ka ba like oh, that? Oh no. Okay. So apparently that was Jan five. Yeah. When did they break up? Jan twenty last week. Yeah. Mm-mm. So what happened, Quark? And on. then, uh, well, I know, So everyone is blaming James. Uh no, uh, Isa Pressman. Yes. Why? Everyone. Why? Why are they blaming Isa Pressman? Isa is the sister of Yasi. Of Yasi Pressman. Not an actress. Not an actress. And I don't know. Isn't that just her name backwards. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Very. Is it very, one person? Very creative parent. <laughs> parenting. Um. So and then what happened is someone actually blamed Isa. Um. Someone actually uh, messaged Isa Calzado. Ano ka ba? Mahiya ka. May may anak ka pa naman. <laughs> Isa has a ch- what? No. Number one, Isa doesn't have a kid. Number two, Isa Calzado like, doesn't have a kid. Yeah. What about I don't know that Isa, Isa Pressman has a kid. To be honest. Okay. Um, and then so Isa's like, ano ba kaka kasal ko lang eh. <laughs> And then she was dragged into this by by the noise. Come on, let's think yeah. before we click. Back up a bit. What to before the before the the mistake with Isa Calzado? Why were they blaming Pressman? There was a viral video going around of like a some Boracay party, which I actually slow mode best to my ability. <laughs> mm. Like this is a pruder film. Yes. Slow mode and try to zoom in as much as I could. <laughs> that James and this Isa girl kissed at the party right in front of Nadine or whatever, behind her, whatever. But honestly, it was too grainy. It looked really platonic that they were just two guys. I mean, two friends <laughs> hanging out. Nothing. No. Because their backs were turned. And it was night footage. Actually, so Isa funny. is very close to people. I, I think Isa was in a relationship with someone very close to okay. the couple. Boy or girl? 
I will just tell you na lang okay. later. Okay. <laughs> that one, you know, we gotta yes, respect. Yes. Um, but yeah, I don't know why people started thinking in nga si Isa at si know, Nadine. These guys, these uh, fans, they uh, get so rabid. Well, we can't. You know, you also, we have to thank the Jadine fans because they're the ones who gave us the highest ratings in our history with uh, when we... Best movies of the decade. Yes. Pinoy movies of the decade got almost a thousand hits. But weren't the Jadine fans like investigating this with the rigor of like Mindhunter? That's exactly why that film, that viral video exists because one of them shared it. And then I think um, Nadine posted last night of a picture of her and Isa, you know, just hanging out with, you know, my buddy, um, Isa, just to show that, hey, it's not Isa who's behind the breakup. Yeah. So that's cool. I uh, don't understand their breakup because they're hanging out. I don't understand, Cork. Are they together? <laughs> you know, I, I'm that that one I don't understand. Why, why are you so in, invested in this? Um, they're my modern love team. Uh, and I, you know why I love them okay. because they're not tweetums. They're obviously not tweetums. They're very, a very modern young couple. They do couple things that you know they live together. They're not afraid to hide it. They're very honest about their living situation. Yeah, and then Nadine said, "Ano ba kayo parang twenty yeah, nineteen? She's, she's like Rosanna Rosas with you know she's outspoken and honest. Um. Okay. So um. Apparently. What what happened? Okay, so we have a lot of there are there are different factions of Jadine fans. There uh-huh. are those who are very protective of the couple's interests, right? And and hence uh, have actually been defending Isa. Oh, good. And then there are those who are more protective of the couple, and hence attack anyone who may be threats like Isa. So right. yun yun palayon. Um. Any Jandine fans who want to correct us can join the Facebook group. <laughs> Don't fight us. But here I'm some... just a casual Jandine fan, guys. <laughs> but here, according to Spot.ph, are some internet reactions to James Reed and Nadine's breakup. Grabe investigative prowess talaga ni Cork. From It's Ya Boy Satanas. <laughs> Twitter. Putang ina niyo, walang magbabalintay sa pamilyang ito. <laughs> It's your boy, Satanas. Um, from Kevin Cruz's, uh, Kevin Faulkner says, Can we all agree that Jadine was such a legendary love team? They were a breath of fresh air, and we all know years after now, even when the two of them would have moved on, we'd still be silently fixated on a great couple that once existed. Plus one. Totally mm, agree. Uh, Jai Kabahar says, I think Jadine's breakup is a big lesson for all of us. Na inuna natin makipag-chismisan kaysa matulog. My most Jadine breakup concern is who's going to have guys focus the uh, the dog. Um, okay, Robbie Domingo. AC uh, no, Montegron says, Nadine Lustre, solo actress. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, I mean, is, is, is there any relation... With the breakup with her management you know, issues. Yeah, sorry of breaking ties. Actually, I was Viva. gonna I was gonna ask you about that, Quark. What are the repercussions of both of them leaving B- Viva? Well, James didn't leave. He just let his. He didn't renew his contract. Okay. It expired. But Nadine now. cut her contract. Early. No, see, James left also. Mm-mm. So what are the industry repercussions for this? Funnily enough, no. When we ended our show, remember when we ran into James Reed. <laughs> What episode? <laughs> like, um, I told you, I texted you. Like, we literally ran into James Reed after, right outside. Um, but 
So so apparently, yeah, they both want to mo- focus on the music or they want to do their thing. Yeah, James is in LA. Mm, James and Careless. The album is much better than I would have expected. The Palm Dreams. Uh, Palm Dreams. Sure, the, yeah, the first the one. one. Just, yeah, yeah. The first one. Okay, so ano, but but also, because ano, like usually, pag ano, pag may split up na love team, it's the guy who's a casualty, right? Trying to it's think, like, like Chuby and Anne. Hello, Anne. So, are you? Do you mean to tell <laughs> me that since Maine and Wawi and Judai? Oh, you're right. Right. Um, Gabby uh, and Sharon. Yeah, Gabby and Sharon. Exactly. So Dear so and Nora, you're you you are right. Mm-mm. Okay. So it's 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 always the uh, um the guy who suffers. Yeah. The career. Yeah. Um see ano kasi well Marvin and Jolina both kind of uh, no the careers were were both good but they were not Marvin's career went on a different path. And yeah. he followed his passion I think mm. which was business and food. And then so I know um and then who broke up? Ano nga pag si Main and Alden, since their love team is kind of kaput. Oh, okay. so and his career is still pretty good. Yeah, maybe too early to tell, but I'm wondering if ano nga? Because I mean, oh again, Kathniel, Daniel is very, uh, DJ is very talented. So, mm-hmm. so this could break that trend, right? But um, no, but no, no. <laughs> they're the only the last last couple standing. I know my Liz Ken. This Liz Ken, yeah, Liz Ken. Mm-hmm. So I know, yeah, and we'll, we'll we'll see. But but I mean, from everything we've heard from James, he really does, wants to focus on music. So, baby mm. James, listen. I know you're going through tough times. Baby James, <laughs> <laughs> baby James please, is the, the please kid cut of, your hair. It's bimpy. <laughs> <laughs> baby, like, hey, baby, okay. cut your hair. Babe. This is like a babe, cougar baby. advice. <laughs> <laughs> so there, that's, that's uh, any last words on uh, our showbiz kachapan? I just want to say, Nadine, I love you. Keep being the Morana queen you are. And um, yeah, I'm so glad you guys just made uh, Never Not Love You. All it is is they broke up as a couple, right? It doesn't mean that they're friends. They're still friends. So they could still do movies together as a love team. I right? just find it so odd that when people break up and it's such a fresh breakup that they are still willing to hang out with each other. I'm not programmed that way, I guess. I'm all about that. I know Quark is all, all about, about that. that. <laughs> That's my jam. I don't play X Games very well. I'm, I'm the king of X Games. <laughs> Um, but you know, speaking of which, no, like like Josh Leah, that's a well. Who's Josh Leah? Josh and Julia. Oh, what the hell? What's that? Basically, what you need to know about it. Who's Josh Leah? Julia, Beretto, and Josh. Guys, I mean, Josia. Okay. Um, blank. But I was I watched Block Z yesterday, and of course there were Josh Leah fans, and everybody's like, ah! as usual, the Sorry, who's Josh? Joshua Garcia. The you know. The, he's great. He's great. You know. Is he the son of someone? He's like famous? the next uh, a John Lloyd, supposedly. But not he, not a famous, not not having famous parents. Yeah, but then yun nga yung gulod, okay, ba? Okay. Dahil si Gerald, ano? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah. 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 No, we talked about the fight in the, yeah. in the cemetery. So, Major the Barretta sisters. Right, right, right. Okay. So, but but yeah, the Josh Leah fans were were going nuts. But you could tell that it was like forced. I could I could tell when they're screaming voices. Na parang for the fans were forced to scream. No, na parang they were just clamoring for something that they knew was dead. Whoa. <laughs> During the screening of Block Z, huh? what a Dami mong hinugot sa Block Z screening na yan, And huh? the dead meaning the zombie fight. <laughs> <laughs> the villains. On our next episode. On our next episode, because in our next episode, guys, just a preview, we have Mikhail Red. Yeah. So if show. you have any questions um, about Josh Lee. <laughs> I have many questions. Mainly, who are they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or tweet us or talk in the group. Um, anything else that you want to discuss before we get on the the list? Oh, you you want to do some recommendations? Sure. Wait, did, did any of you watch the Grammys? No, I was busy watching Kobe tributes. Did you watch? Okay, me, me neither. Moving on. About Kobe, but that's all off the record. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And... And we're very sad about yeah. Kobe. Yeah. And I don't watch basketball. I know nothing about basketball, but I was I was genuinely sad. Um I knew Co- well, I watched basketball during the MG years and when Kobe was still an upstart, but I just found him so arrogant. But like I said, I think I tweeted that regardless of whether you're a Lakers fan or whatever, not a Lakers fan, he's there's no denying that he's like a real global sports hero. I mean, I mean, I'm not really a, a basketball fan either, but it's impossible to ignore that sort of impact, even on popular culture. But he would just appear in like TV shows and, and sometimes movies, and they would talk about it. You'd have to know the reference, eh? it's, even if you don't follow the sport. What, what I what I found really interesting was so his, he decided to make his post basketball life. Uh, he wanted to be a movie producer, and now that he. Well, he won the Oscar, but that kind of cemented his path, his retirement path. And now I'm curious if there were any projects being like, like that he greenlit that's now on like on li- in limbo because he's gone. What's going to happen to that production company he founded? And he was working on like children's books too, right? With Neruda, who that Neruda deleted oh. the the draft. Yeah, he's he's tweeting. <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, that sounds wrong. He tweets his poems from time to time. Yes. Unless that's like a Neruda fan account. I don't know. Okay. That's how it is, man. Okay, we have um so you're we're all watching HBO's or HBO Goes The Outsider. Yes, but yeah. I'm I'm gonna save that for for like in our in our TV section. Okay, wait, I, no, sorry, are we going to? No, we're going to recommendations now. Yeah. So isn't that? Yeah, it's recommended. Oh, I was gonna go through like what what we're looking forward to in 2020. Well, it's already going. Oh, sige, sige, sige. <laughs> you want to fight that way, sige. <laughs> it's almost halfway through. It's episode four already. <laughs> That's true. But I'm not updated. But yeah, I mean, it's from the showrunner of the night of. So if you've liked. 
that previous amazing show with John Turturro and uh, what's his name? See, Riz Ahmed. Um, yeah, check out The Outsider, an adaptation of the Stephen King book that I've not read. So, yeah. But it's good. John, I mean, I see Ben Mendelsohn, Jason Bateman. This is HBO's first uh, offering in terms of prestige TV. It's it's their Sunday night time slot in America, which means it's like their big push. Um, banner show, banner show ito for HBO. Ramon actually texted, messaged me to catch it because it's from the showrunner of the night of, and I was very impressed with Jason Bateman as a director. I have to say, he's been directing episodes of uh, Ozark. Ozark, yeah, but and I he won an Emmy for that, Ozark, yeah. For his Ozark work. And then Richard Price is the is the writer, no? He's the writer for the first two or three episodes, I think. He's also uh, no, he's also a crime novelist in his own right. right. He was actually just doing, you know, he was just happy doing crime novels and then Silla David Simon are the ones who got him and Silla Dennis Lehane, another novelist, into right. the writing. Teams. I'm excited about Lehane's yeah. episodes. Actually. So they were they were um they were hired or recruited by David Simon to start writing for TV on The Wire at first. And then that continued on to Treme, to The Deuce, and now see when Richard Price uh, made his own deal with HBO and then they did The Night Of and now The Outsider. Very impressed with the show and I think you guys should catch it. If you're fans of not true crime but police procedurals... It's just our jam, actually. It's my, right? Yeah, it's our jam. It's, it's very much but then new supernatural stuff, mejo. guys. <laughs> I Warning. It, I know I started it like, oh, everybody says we should watch this show, so let's start it. I told Bianca, like, the first first, yeah. <laughs> first three minutes, she was like, oh, no, murder na naman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I saw, I saw this. I, I watched the first two episodes super late, like 10 p.m. at night. And big mistake because I only got to sleep at around 3 a.m. Just waiting for Mong to come home from a gig and just stay here. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. I remember think, think, thinking, uh, like, oh, Will's watching The Outsider. How nice. Because you don't watch horror. It's good. And the fact that it has Stephen King's talagang big, big seal of approval. Yeah. And it's a tanon, eh, no? the subgenre din ni Stephen King. Yung favorite subgenre of Stephen King na psychic kids. <laughs> That's true. So, okay. Um, anyone watch Picard? Uh, Miguel Nascentano did, that's uh, for sure. Are you, uh, on Amazon. Yeah, I haven't caught it yet. Yeah, so just a short tanon Picard from Amazon. Um, are any of you big Star Trekkies? Trek? Yeah. In the 80s. Oh, no, mm-hmm. the 90s show. Yeah. Next Gen. So this is for us. <laughs> this is definitely like I'm, I wasn't a, you know, like hardcore on Next Gen, but you know, like, like any, it was a fun anyone our, yeah. Yeah, our age kind of like you would watch it whenever you could. Um, it was on FEN. I remember mm-hmm. so clearly. And then RPN, and then l- RPN later on. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and Picard is still my favorite captain. Correct. Um, and that, 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 and his crew was yeah, was Tasha amazing. Yar, see, you know, Beverly Crusher. <laughs> um, and so this is this is really so wait. So it's Wesley just picture. Don't forget Wesley Crusher. It's just Picard. So number one is not there. Number one is a dog. <laughs> Oh. He has a dog, and his dog's name is Number One. Okay. Um, but what's really interesting about this is it's Star Trek, Star Trek world, but it's very grounded, and that's cool because you know you never really get to see Star Trek from the point of view of Earth. So, so it's based on Earth. Um, 
you know, a lot of stuff, data is there. Um, oh, good. It's not a, it's not a spoiler because he's in literally the first scene. Um, is it like, you know, so it's basically, is it like Picard as Logan? <laughs> I was thinking that since you said grounded, Logan. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Speaking of, right? It's he's the be- one of the best things in Logan also. Um, but yeah, it's it's very sweet throwback and. Uh, the co-star, I guess the the young, if if you were talking Logan, but the the ingenue is actually Pinay, Isa mm. Briones. Does Ricky Low know this? Uh oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't let Ricky know. No, no. <laughs> Wait, so the Picard happens before or after Next Gen? Um, yeah. I don't know, cause sometimes I, they do these shows. Yeah, uh, he's so old. They, they, they I haven't seen stills from the show, so I don't uh, know if they de-aged them. Um, apparently. Go. No, if if has it have you guys seen the last episode of Next Generation? I don't remember. He, I was a kid. He jump ano, he he jumps through different time. The mm-hmm. the the I know the Enterprise. And in the future. So they go to the future and he has a um a winery in the future. He's retired and has a winery. And literally this oh, good he has a winery. Okay. I do remember that what this generations device where that the movie where he interacted with the or, original track. Crew. Yeah. And where Malcolm McDowell kills <laughs> Ado, uh, uh, Kurt. Uh, Kirk, sorry. Um, and then last thing, yeah, you might need, apparently it's it's a direct continuation also of Nemesis, um, which no one watched. So, watched that. That's where he became a Borg, right? No, that's First Contact. Is it? The, yeah. Borg. First Contact is the, ano eh, when they went to back in time, to go with James, uh, what's his name? Maybe I don't know because ne- but Nemesis is the Romulan one. Ah, okay, wait, yeah. Anyway, so I Those are directed by Number One by Jonathan Freaks. Really? Yeah. Okay, and so shall we go to our list? Yeah, waiting Woo-hoo! for this for such a long time, but Quark kept postponing it. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> oh wait, I did catch just one last thing. Um, the the new Aquafina show on Comedy Central oh, yeah, has begun. That? It's called Nora from Queens. Yeah. It's fun. It's uh, the first episode was directed by Lucia Aniello, who is the usual director of Broad City. So it very much feels like Broad City. Okay. So yeah, I mean, if you like that show, then you sort of know what you're in for. Wait till my list. And it's nice to see BD Wong as like just a straight up dad. Not not playing a flamboyant. Yeah. Okay. Cutting, but he's yeah, it's he's, playing he's against really type funny. Yeah. BD Wong. I guess just because the way he was type guys he's good in it but it's just like oh this is like the most normal but he's not evil scientist he's flamboyant so does this mean that Aquafina is re- like a really huge star now well she did win Golden Globe for yeah. I mean but she wasn't nominated so <laughs> poo poo on the academy for that but uh, yeah I mean I think she's got the chops definitely the farewell showed that you know she's not just like the exposition comic relief of crazy crazy rich Asians yeah. maybe might think they oh, that, that that's all she's good for but yeah I mean definitely not she's here yeah. Aquafina is here and here to stay okay yeah best so. TV of 2019 let's go we don't believe what's on TV what's your 10 the Mandalorian which I happened to catch in New Zealand oh, wow. since they had Disney Plus already Lucky there girl. yeah wow I'm so jealous I wish I had also gone to New Zealand to watch The Mandalorian shut up Ramon because uh, there's Disney life here but there's no Mandalorian in mm-hmm. Disney life but how, how was it it's a good show you know I, I know I texted you guys once na Mandalorian isn't exactly a cerebral great show 
but it's it's good that if you liked all those old 80s shows like with Michael Lang- um Michael Langdon. Uh-huh. Wait, as in like Stranger from Heaven? Yeah, or okay. just all these episodic shows. Uh-huh. Um what's that show where he's like a, a hitchhiker? Kung hitchhiker from Kung Hitchhiker oh. from Heaven, Bayon? Kung Fu? No. no, there's the hitchhiker and then there's um I forget that. The point is back in the 80s they used to have these shows where they're it, they were all open and shut episodes where he lands in a place, yeah. he has an adventure oh, there, and like he leaves. Leap. Yeah. Mm. And this, and then now, kasi hindi na yun uso in this yeah, day it's and now age. serialized. Exactly. And this was a nice throwback to those 80s shows that, like, you tune in, you forget things, you they're enjoy. Done one, they're done in ones, basically. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And after the rise of Skywalker, this was such a great palate cleanser. Mm. Because Baby Yoda is so damn cute, and he just rem- he re he united the fandom in a very good way. That's nice. I, I only know Baby Yoda from memes. <laughs> What's your number ten? My number ten is Barry. What the baba ng Barry sayo? Barry's my number three. Look at my list. Look at the things I took out. Oh. Barry's my number three. My number eight is Barry. Okay. Okay. Anyway, what I was going to say with Barry was I honestly was worried at the end. It was such a great first season and such a great end to that first season. I was like, oh no, maybe they shouldn't have done. Maybe they shouldn't go on because <laughs> it's so good that you're starting now, starting now. It was such a great end, right? But happily, they, um, they, they did so well with the second season that I do no longer regret that. Yeah. And then, and they were able to also go deeper with some of the characters especially. Noho Hank. Yeah, Noho Hank and um, I'm blanking on her name but Sarah the, his, the actress. His, yes. Yeah. Goldberg. Right? Oh, I loved her subplot. Right? Yes. Yeah. So again and uh, and also of course just that the Ronnie episode that Hader directed which was I remember that was uh, the same week, I think, as the, the Battle of Winterfell. It's, that was, was the same week, yeah. And, and I was like screaming long on Twitter, this was a better episode than Battle of Winterfell. Yeah. And, and that, that, that shot of her with a bloody mouth mm-hmm. was, my, was my phone's wallpaper for like six months. I actually listed Ron Lilly as my favorite episode of the year. Mm. Yeah, I think that might Period. be. It's a, definitely a contender, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, like, because uh, I liked season one, but I was like, how are they going to continue this? The right? parang improv or uh, wannabe actor na going through acting school. And then, and then yun, ang dami na walang great characters from season one. But this was actually, I liked this more than season one. Me too. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hader as a director was more sure. No? Confident. Mm-mm. Galing. Um, you guys, do you guys like, what's the name of Noah Hanks actor? Um... Are you a fan of uh, Anthony Carrigan? Because I actually don't really like him. As <laughs> but, you don't like Anthony Carrigan, but you like No Ho Hank. You like the character or the acting? What do you yeah. Mean? I think it's more the, he always slips in terms of the, the accent and then also obviously kind of like one note playing for laughs. But um, yeah, even si Sally, the, the yun nga, si girlfriend, I, I think she got became a much richer character this season. Um see pa ba? The, I like that they the Winkler. They, yeah, Winkler. Uh, no, I like that they went deeper with Barry's relationship with his his former boss, with Steven Rutiata. Mm. 
who, who you just kind of want to kill. Yep. Right? And, yeah. and also those uh, the flashback scenes mm-hmm. are also great right? mm-hmm. where they're showing like maybe this was already in him even talaga, from his time in the war. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, Good job, Bill Hader, who is apparently dating Rachel Wilson. My number 10 is True Detective Season 3. <laughs> I was so... I was so... Uh, anyway, I, it made my first draft and then it got moved. Your long list. It was, it's in my top 20. Top Whoa. 15, actually. Okay. So, see, well, yeah, it's a no. It, it, it came to choose between that or Mindhunter and I chose that. Ah, I chose Mindhunter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I don't know. I think I think it was just, of course, major let down your mystery. Um, yeah, yeah. It, the especially because you know um, season one was such a good. Um, no, and then the first I felt this season's first first half was super strong, mm-hmm. where you were meeting the characters and getting to know the crime and figuring out the time because it plays a lot with time, eh? mm-hmm. and then it just fell flat towards the end, which is a bit sad. But I think it, the flat daw yung number nine mo. Time is a flat circle. Yeah. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, my number ten. Or maybe because I was I was listening to too much of those after after ep- the episode uh, analysis of the show na they were going off into so many conspiracy theories of where the plot was gonna off. go. Yeah. I think it was really Mahershala. Oh, yeah. Yung, ano, like uh, VIP, you um, yeah, the VIP of the show, the the was that uh, MVP? I mean, MVP shit. <laughs> I know <laughs> my mind is not where it should be, but the MVP of the show, uh, Mahershala, I think, um, just that that the tragic story of of him kind of like losing his mind and and kind and of looking for up, fam- yeah. family, and um, I think this was definitely a more compared to season one, it was a more um. <laughs> no, no. It was a more personal story. It was more heartfelt. Wait, uh, you have to also mention um, the Scotty Pippen to Michael Jordan. Yes, you know, see Deacon Frost. Yeah, <laughs> really <laughs> held his own. Yeah, no, Dorf was excellent. Yeah, and I think it's so sweet watching them as old men. I think show this this year. Does he? Yeah, in HBO also. No, I think it's in might it might be a network show actually. Oh. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stephen Dorff was excellent, um, and I, you know, I could see the twist coming from a mile away of what happened to to the victim. But um, I think everyone knew, and then all yeah. those after shows were wishing that it wasn't that. Like Sana, it was like a deeper, yeah, a but deeper return mystery. to form, the man. Yeah, return to form. Okay, okay. What's your number nine? I was happy, man, with the mystery. I liked the the, the tragedy more. Was like. He did solve it, but he just didn't remember. Yeah, I like that. Uh, that made it more tragic, tra- tragic, more, tra- more tragic, strategic? And, and more emotional as a result. But yeah, Marshala, obviously the MVP. Who's the main director this season? See, it's not see Karina. Blue Ruin. See, um, Green Room. Um, eh, I forget the name. Uh, let's see. Um, it is. Is it Sakheim? No, it's uh, Jeremy Sonier. Mm. Uh, season three. He directed all bit. of the episodes. Not all at all. First two. But he okay. set, yeah, he kind of sets the tone. Okay, what's your number nine? My number nine is Beyonce's Homecoming. Oh, nice. <laughs> Wouldn't no? I mean, it streamed for me. But it's not a documentary feature, like. Is it for me? Yeah. Just like a TV special. 
Okay. Oh nga, no? would you count? Because on TV, because I I do like in my top like marriage stories in my top ten movies. So I've, wouldn't you count that as a movie? Mine was more of like if I was watching, if this was on cable, it would so be... So Irishman's your favorite TV show of 2019? No, I really felt this was like a TV special that you see, like an award. The, those award shows, those variety shows that you see on cable. Okay. I felt it was that way. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, well, I don't know if I would put it on my list. Of, mm. but, but yeah, I mean, it's such a momentous... It was the most Googled performance I think I didn't know that until I read about it now. yeah so parang and also I remember when 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 Beachella happened it was such a moment like wait did know. Cork go to that sh- did you go to that show I went to the one that she was supposed to play oh <laughs> the one where she cancelled the one that she deferred because she had just gotten yeah. pregnant again okay so this was the parang making up for it and then I remember it was being so blown away by the performance na I was like they should just not do Coachella for at least two years. Because <laughs> how do you follow that? And exactly. Then, of course, yeah, the, ne- the next year, it was not the same, talaga. Uh, the, not the same heights. As, I remember just Twitter just exploding eh, because it was so well thought out, well planned. And then, yeah, the, the film was also well thought out, well planned, well had shot. the commentary. The editing was yeah, really good that, too. That, yeah, and then, and then she was incorporated both nights. Pa. Which I had, I had a hard time explaining what was happening to my daughter because she's like why are they changing costumes so quickly (laughs) and i just told her it's magic that's that's magic (laughs) that's movie magic but anyway i'm not a big beyonce fan but Mm -mm. this completely won me over and the i had i was going through an article where it explains all her song choices Mm -hmm. on the show and it ungaling ng ng musical how she incorporated black history into this show through her music and the behind the scenes is really it's so in, good very interesting because they didn't basically one full year they were planning yeah. just for these two nights and then if also I remember also when I when the I didn't even know about the documentary yet and then um, I would but I would watch the performance because it was on YouTube for a bit right? and then I, I think I watched it like three times because it was just such an f- amazing fantastic performance and I, I remember thinking no one's making any mistakes. The the only mistakes being made were were I think the Coachella cameraman. Yeah. But it was like all the musicians, all the dancers, yep. they all knew exactly the, where to be. They all knew. They all knew their marks. They were all amazing. Yeah. I, I just remember. I mean, I'm also I wasn't also uh, a Beyonce fan. I think until Lemonade, mm. when that when that visual album dropped and I watched it mostly just because there was like Jonathan Glazer and well, not Glazer. See. Jonas Ackerland, pala. Jonas Ackerland, Mark Paddington, and then Beyonce herself directing segments. I was like, I'm going to watch this. And I was like, wow, this is like really a great, not just great music, but then a whole a great visual album, but also a great concept album. And then I think you talked about this in the previous one, why Lemonade was so yeah. interesting for yeah. me. And I think for my daughter, for what imagine at that age when we were six years old, our our first glimpse of musical greatness was probably Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like doing the moonwalk in the Grammys oh, no. in the eighties. So problematic now. But now, well, Miras. Yeah, she was like, "Oh my God, Moment. this That's this so is great. larger yeah, yeah. than life, woman." And, and it's fra- and it's almost annoying. grave. She's thirty six. And then can do all this stuff, saying dance, you know, gave birth to twins, pa while you know in the middle of all yeah. this. Ah. Galeng. Me? Oh, my number nine is Mind Hunter. That was my, that's in my list, but I think it's like number, number seven. Close enough. 
My number 11. Lost the True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sad. We, you know, there, there was this recent news that they're, that they're not... That they're postponing season it. Season 3 is on hiatus, yes. basically, uh, until Fincher can come back because he's doing too many projects. But, uh, yeah, I, I thought it was a, a real... It's almost exactly Season 1. They didn't mess with the formula so much. And uh, I've heard rumors that Season 3 will jump to the 80s now. Oh, f- oh yeah, because the because BTK. they keep teasing the BTK, yeah. and then that's where actually they eventually meet up with him. We but talked was, about Mindhunter, yeah. I think, in the first or second episode of this podcast. Yeah, and we talked about why. I think it had just dropped, you know. No, Diba? Quark had just finished it. Ah, okay, okay. And we talked about why it was far better mm-hmm. than the first first season. Uh, yeah, because I uh, know, and they, I like that they focused on Tench mm-hmm. and Anna Torf's character, and the spotlight was bigger. The kid, <laughs> the subplot of Tench and his kid, yeah, memorable. And then, uh, like, yeah, Groff is my least favorite character in that in that show. But um, and like um, yeah, th- this one they they focused. I mean, you you're always waiting, cause for the the superstar killers, right? So yeah, so this this one had its fair share of uh, of like big serial killers. Um, and um, they even used the same actor, right? Uh, Manson. Yeah, for for Charles for Manson as one. Well. Yeah. So. I think Seling Nuna, and then Fincher is the one who recommended Harriman to. There, Quentin. I want to be in that WhatsApp group. <laughs> okay. Anything else about Mindhunter? Or, okay. So far, it's HBO and Mindhunter. Yes. Uh, nine, number nine is Legion. Legion on Fox Fox Never seen. Plus. Um, it's a show that got better and better. So season one was. It's, Wait, it's, what's it, the premise of the show? So it's a superhero show. Oh, okay. And Legion is That's like a very light way of saying it because there's almost no. There's very little like superheroics, eh? In, in that way, it's it's actually kind of more of a mental health show in a way. Yeah, and it, it's interesting because the season one, that's the one with the more superheroics, right? So uh, the main guy, see, um, Legion, David, uh, meets comics, Sydney. Uh, maybe we should mention, like, in the comics, David is professor, is Charles Xavier's son. Oh, so, so it's like an X-Men. Yeah, it's an, X, it's an okay. X-Men spin-off, sort of. And the the logo actually has the X over the, the O. So, um, and Charles Xavier is there, but and they, they do say Charles, but it's not overt um and then yeah it just kind of, kind of got weirder and weirder but what's so interesting about legion is at the very end of season two a bit of a spoiler um the main guy becomes the villain mm-hmm. so now it's the supporting cast who goes against him okay. for season three and then wala, barang, um it's uh created by i know Uh, Noah Hawley, who did Fargo, um, and it's it's really masterful. It's really like before Watchmen. This is like kind of like the the cerebral superhero show, um, and it's very weird if you've ever seen Fargo. Is this produced by Marvel? Um, it's it's credited Marvel. Yeah, but it was under the Fox deal. Okay. So it was an it was it's an it was an FX show, and then this. So it's not affected by Marvel closing their TV department. Well, it doesn't matter because it was their last episode, their last ah, season. Okay. So. They only this this last season the third was their final one. So, 
But I the think first when... show that probably will end on their own terms. Yeah. Now under Marvel. There was an article nga how you know the most interesting television uh, from Marvel was actually the stuff that Marvel would not touch, right? So Daredevil and yeah. Um, and then one of them is is this Legion, yeah, and that'll all go away because of that new PG-rated Kevin Feige yeah. school of um, Marvel shows. But but this was one of the ones that they, they talked about the most. But it's, yeah, very brilliant. I think it ends spectacularly. Um, Siano is there, the super cute girl from Terrace House. What's her name? Girlfriend? Lauren Sai. Yeah, she's there. So she's she, she comes in as a new cast member. Um, and also the girl who plays, you know, um uh, Silk Spectre in in Watchmen. She's she's like the Professor X of of the Legion world. So highly recommended. It's on Fox Plus. Legion. Speaking of Fox Plus, my number eight is What We Do in the Shadows, the, t- the TV show. That is my number four. Whoa! Is that in <laughs> yours, Ramon? It's outside the top ten. Ah. Uh. But yeah, I, I love that. It was in in the first half of 2019. It was in my top five, but uh-huh. then kind of got edged out. But I love that show. I liked it because more than the movie. Like I rewatched the movie after yeah. I saw the series, and I was like, "Wow, this show is so much better." Same thing. It's like because I I was a big fan of the movie, yeah. so Bianca super got into the show. I'm like, "Well, if you like the show, then you should see the movie." <laughs> and then my mom midway, parang when you're like hype up a movie to your friends, and you realize it's not what you hyped it up to be that that was like my feeling i mean she liked it as well but the show i think you know the characters in in the show i guess because you spend more time with them yeah yeah you and, really develop a relationship with them and see all their quirks because i think i felt after watching the show and then going back to the movie i felt the movie rushed some mm. of the character development that you that you really spend time on on the show and uh, it's mas malawak yung mundo ng and Beanie, Beanie's there. And and other really good uh, guest stars like see Nick Kroll and uh, see uh, Tilda Swinton. My God, Vanessa Bayer. Vanessa Bayer, yeah. Oh, let's talk about wait that episode. That that's my se- second favorite episode of the year, where it was the vampire convention. <laughs> that was a really good. Episode. And they had they had Blade. Oh my God, tawa they, na tawa dun. That was sort of the return of ano, Snipes. Eh? Yeah, yeah. He was nowhere, and then suddenly via Skype, he was like on what we do in the shadows. And he's just showing off at Daywalker. <laughs> and if you watch the behind the scenes of that show, Parang Sinataika only had this window to shoot Blade. Kevin Rachel Wood and. No, as in, they only hmm. had an hour to shoot Wesley Snipes, and then he said, Meet me at my hotel. And then they rushed to the hotel, set it up super quickly, and he did yeah. it. Yeah. That's yeah, super good show. Um, and then I like like the whole you know expanded world of the ener- emotional vampires, energy vampires. The... <laughs> that was the best. actually my favorite is Nadia. That was because the, there's no woman in the movie. Yeah. So that was actually she was my favorite character. That's in a the good show. point. Yeah. That was like such a and she's such a great uh, Dimitrio I think, but uh, she's Greek. British comedian was really good. She but, had also, that, but Matthew Berry is also so good. But she has that great episode where she was, they explored her love life. Yeah. <laughs> With Gregor! Gregor! Guys, please catch it. I know Fox Plus, the app, is no longer in <laughs> Asia. Yeah. I'm not sure how they'll catch it now. I don't know. Oh, well. Yeah, try to catch it. Have a thing with them. 
Yeah, well, no, I think I think they're still around, but they're yeah, their days are numbered. Apparently, this they're still using it to watch the Australian Open. Yeah, parang the days are numbered lang. Parang same with yeah. Disney Disney Life. Um, what? My number eight is Fosse Verdon. Oh, that's on my list of what I want to see. Okay, so yeah, so and anyway, it's a it's a mini series uh, with two of the best performances of the year in Sam Rockwell and Michelle Williams. And if you are a fan of the Bob Fosse films, like All That Jazz, uh, Cabaret, then yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. It's just such a tour de force of acting. It's executive produced by Lynn manuel Miranda, who shows up as Roy Scheider. Um, and then it's also got uh, Margaret Qualley and... Uh, who else? But other f- figures eh, that they were interacting. Like I didn't know he was. Um, he was. I didn't know that Bob Fosse was really close friends, fellow with uh, Paddy Chayefsky, who wrote Network, and is one of the most celebrated uh, screenplay writers and playwrights. So yeah, it's just and and there are really great sequences that are that re- reference the the musicals that they worked on different periods. So there are different ages. The makeup's great. And yeah, just a great show, a fascinating relationship, not the healthiest, you know, I mean, you have to kind of take that context with it, but uh, yeah. Also, it's, a, it's also the FX. It's uh, Michelle Williams. She won everything. I she think. won everything. Yeah. Well-deserved? Which Yes, very much so. Like as soon as you were watching, I was like, yeah, she's going to win everything. Well, how many apps? Eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah, I, that's on my list, Alaga. I want to see it. We might. It's Barry, so we're done with Barry. Okay. <laughs> uh, what's your seven? Mindhunter. Okay, we're done with that. What's your seven? Okay, so my number seven is uh, the final season of Broad City. That's in my runner up, okay. runners up list. Yeah, so I was, uh, it was really nice that they knew they were, they, I mean, they decided to end it, right? So they knew they were going to go out and so the entire season kind of has this thing hanging over it they knew that sort of finality and then they would go through figure out sort of what would these characters look like without each other and then yeah the finale is very emotional and uh but still very hopeful and funny and very them so i really loved it the first episode of this season was something i haven't i've never seen it done on tv properly and i was texting you quark that you guys should do this on Globe. No, it, no they, they, it was a half hour of storytelling, but it's it's told through Instagram stories. Oh. It's so good. Mm-mm. It's so, so good. They're also massively high, so maybe yeah. maybe Globe can't do that. <laughs> yeah. So I, I've actually only seen the last three episodes of this uh, season. The last three? <laughs> because I was in South by and the two had a screening um, and it was really sweet because they were because in many ways it felt like they were also yeah, in real life it was actually them kind of agreeing that okay we're gonna do things apart from each other now and then so that seeps into the work and that adds sort of to the emotionality you know I think maybe that's why I found them more appealing this season than the previous seasons and then I love seeing si Bevers how that ended that was so sweet the the yeah the the yard sale, <laughs> um but but yeah and then I remember see see Hannibal Burris actually was in the crowd yeah uh, they didn't know and yeah. then during the Q and A suddenly stands up and, and it was just like yeah it's very sweet I mean Broad City even though it wasn't in our 
top 10 of, of the decade has always been a very a close a show that's very close to to i guess all of us mm-hmm. so it was nice to see see that them go in a in a happy way um my seven is i don't know what, what are we now number seven number seven my seven is chernobyl <gasps> it's so low how dare you sir <laughs> is, is it on your list yeah. okay no, I love it's I love my Chernobyl. number two. It's, it's uh it's so good. How dare you? <laughs> I mean and, and I'm a big fan of um Breaking the Waves, so it was so nice to see the two main stars back together. Um who was directing this? Johan Rank, no? Uh Craig I think Mason, that might be his first showrunner. Yeah, show, right? Yeah. yeah. And it was it was absolutely beautifully shot. Um and and I mean for a show that kind of spends half of its um, exposition, yeah, just kind of explaining how yeah. a nuclear meltdown happens. I mean they did it so well. And see, I know what's the name of the creator, Craig? Craig Mason. Wasn't he doing like stuff like Hangover uh, Two <laughs> and Three? Yeah. That's why I remember we were like, oh, who are who are the graduate, who are the alums of the Hangover who did better work this year? Yeah, no. Hmm? Or <laughs> Craig Mason? Is it he who shall not be <laughs> awarded? <laughs> so um, yeah, and and I love how suddenly like biglang episode three, it's a Barry Keoghan who you don't yeah. even see, and suddenly it's all about him. Or episode four, you introduce new characters, but it still feels like part of one big show. So it kept, expa- it kept expanding its world as it kept moving on. Yep. But yep. yeah, so well written, so tightly controlled. Scoring such too. amazing acting. Yeah. Great, great show, great show. Scored by the Icelandic woman who won for Joker. Yep. <laughs> Joker. Yeah, she's really good. Did she score also the hangover films? Is that where they all met her? <laughs> baby person. Yeah, I think so, eh. <laughs> or maybe Craig like mentioned it to the Todd, his old buddy. I was um after Chernobyl. I honestly I saw this three times, like one after the other. Wow! I just kept watching it and watching it and watching it. Like every episode, you watch three times, or you watched one to five, then one to five, then one to five. One to five, and then one to five, then one to five. I thought you were showing it to new people. Eh? Did mm-hmm. you show it to Mong? Yeah. Mira. And then my parents. I showed it to my dad after. Yeah, it's such a. I think parents with dads, dads would definitely dads love this show. Dads because they remember. They remember Chernobyl. They remember all the Time magazine yeah. articles and the news. So would you reports. have the Bataan nuclear power plant be opened? We actually interviewed. This is a very long. <laughs> we actually interviewed the, like one of. I took that tour. I, I, I've been there, but after watching Chernobyl, I kept thinking even that even if that was like early eighties, or late eighties, I kept thinking even if it happens now. We would be in so much worse trouble. Yeah, we just we're just not. We can't. Yeah, we cannot. We can't the, even contain this virus. Yeah. We keep welcoming people with viruses into our borders. Selling ourselves. But after I saw Chernobyl, I went through a, a terrible Jared Harris withdrawal period. So I had to watch the terror. The terror. <laughs> I did, and it's in my honorable mentions. That well, no, but because it's not from this year, but I watched it this year. <laughs> um. Yeah. <laughs> what what else did I want to say about um Chernobyl? No no, Jared Harris is great. So He's just great. I think he won most of the awards this year for this this show. Nominated. I know he didn't win something major because I was He won the there. Emmys. But I think Globata and that. No. Yeah. But they won show, but they not won actor. Show. And then uh, actor. Oh my god, it's going to kill me. 
Was it? It wasn't Sam Rockwell. No. Right? No, it was Stellan. Diba? Stellan won for supporting. Okay, wait. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, two years in a row, see Jared Harris was like in the terror and then Chernobyl. So props to his agent, man. Amazing. And the crown. Don't forget. Yes. Okay. What's your number seven? What's your number seven? No, number six. No, no. What's, your, what's your number seven? Seven. Sh- we talked about seven. Okay. So you're six. Your your number seven is Chernobyl. So yeah. now we do six. Okay. Game of Thrones. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Like number six. I just had to put it Why in there. Why are you complaining about other shows being low in I'm so ashamed. <laughs> okay. But, uh, <laughs> am I ashamed? I'm not ashamed. Be ashamed. You know what? Oh I my am, God. I am not an ashamed Game of Thrones fan. Through. Why not? Neither am I, but not this season. <laughs> not this season. Because I still waited for the show to end then. To be to fair, end. Game of Thrones is on my list. 11, 12, 13, 14, or... F- oh. I think it's 15. Umabot pa! So yeah! So, my top 30. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... listed down in the long list. <laughs> uh, okay, why? Why? And then I might I might actually agree with you. Well, oh, see, yeah. Let's just not think about the plot holes. <laughs> <laughs> I think spectacle-wise, leaps and bounds talagang napahagaling ng Game of Thrones. Storytelling wasn't so good. Um, actually, why not? <laughs> no, that I think about it. I just wanted to put it in there. No, I think, okay, if I, I for me, it's, uh, I put myself in the mind of like a non-Game of Thrones fan. If I didn't care about continuity or consistency or no it would just be like um maybe Mick Vergara <laughs> actually no 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 okay okay now that yeah. i remember my my whole journey through the watching game of thrones season 8 season 8 naba see i don't even yeah, remember eight. it's season 8 i took out all my nega energies mm. like all the hate all the keyboard warriors saying this sucks this show sucks mm. what happened and i just watched it to enjoy mm. and enjoy it i did and that's why it's in my top six. Okay, I can see that. No, I mean, like... Uh, and if you take out all your nega energy. Because we were also watching it we, every week, right? We, we As a group. Um, and there were people who, who had not seen episodes one, uh, seasons one to six. How did they survive? Exactly. They had a better experience because they didn't oh, give really? a shit, right? Oh. <laughs> so it's like, wow, look at this dragon destroying the city. But how did the they city. follow all the storylines? You know what? Not- it like, they just ah. context clues it. But if you didn't know the heights that came before, then season eight's, you know, suddenly yeah, smells yeah. like roses. Yeah. Or or they watch the, you know, 30 minute uh summary YouTube. Of thing. Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh. So Alama, if you if you look at it that way and you just are there for the destruction or, or the zombie attack or whatever, then I mean it's it's really good direction, right? I I, I I think I liken it to smoking weed. And not being bothered by anything. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah, we don't we don't know what smoking weed is like. Okay, number six. Number six. My number six is the Deuce. Oh yeah, HBO you're a big show. champion of this show. Yeah, I mean it's uh it was their final season, season three. Um, they took a jump into the eighties, and then if you don't know the sort of context of the show, it's like um this area in New York that was famous for a bunch of, well, mostly prostitution, but Mm -hmm. then they also started the sort of the adult film boom 
was also happening there around mm-hmm. the time. And then in the eighties, it's also it's already sort of the death of that because VHS had come in, uh, and then so parang you know home taping was killing the porn industry of the theaters, but because of them being able to jump into the eighties, one of the best subplots this year was actually how the AIDS crisis decimated the gay community in New York. In especially. New York, yeah. yeah. So it was really emotional. Parang people were just kind of dropping basically and. I've read about that sort of that period, and but to see it uh, enacted uh, so well was just uh, really great. And um, I'm so stupid. I always thought the deuce was about magic. <laughs> um, Am I just thinking of another show? Maybe because the the logo was like I think for a while it was like dice. Yeah, yeah, because it's like I think so. so it's not a it's not a magic <clears throat> magician show. No, no, it's uh, what? <laughs> no, no, it's a show in the seventies New York. Okay, yeah. Yep, it's about porn and prostitution. Oh. <laughs> you, should, you should see it. I mean, it's maybe some of James Franco's best work also. He plays twin brothers. Sir. Right. So there's two characters there. And then well, and really they also had an amazing, amazing, amazing uh, series finale episode. Like they did an epilogue that was so uncharacteristic for David Simon that it blew me away. Just so, and I remember watching the end of it and I had to like immediately message my only other friend who I know who watches The Deuce. Like, oh God, have you seen The Deuce? It's so good. I'm crying. Okay. My number six is Mr. Robot. Which if I, you know, um, if I had actually finished it by the time we made our best uh, as shows of the of the decade, would probably have made it instead of Stranger Things. Mm. As number ten, right. um, but you did mention it. I, think. I no, I, I mentioned how good it was and how good, but it ended really well. Um, it it continually got better and better. I think a, a season four, um, Rami Malek was was fantastic in it, um, and and each episode was kind of like one episode was a rom com episode, one episode was a completely silent episode. So it was kind of already like a meta take on. On television itself, so uh, I highly recommend it. I mean, it has its low points, especially the the first part of season two. But what the thing about um, Mr. Robot, which I've always told people, it really does feel like it's a prestige drama made by someone our age. So someone who was influenced by the same things we were, being with John Malkovich, um, big Fincher guy. Obviously, there's some. There's some dialogue, piece of dialogue that sound very Tarantino. Um, and it's Sam Ismail doing all the episodes, right? Yep, he directed yeah all all of them and and wrote the the key episodes. Uh, and it's a surprisingly a very sweet ending for such a dismal and dark show. Shout out to my friend Philip who kept asking me, "Are you guys gonna put the ro- Mr. Robot in your lists?" Okay, Mr. so there Robot, you go, Philip. Mr. Robot. <laughs> Mr. Robot is in our list. Uh, yeah, we are. What's your five mil? The Boys on Amazon. No, really? I haven't seen it. No joke. Wow, I'm surprised. Uh, yeah, I, I, The Boys is, I think, oh, lower than Game of Thrones. On my list. It's like 16 or 17. <laughs> no, I think I came into the show not knowing anything about it, except that it was like, uh, I think it was... Um, That's fine for a first season. No, it's just... It should work without the producer. Anything, right? What's his Seth name? Rogen? Seth Rogen. Oh, that's all I knew. Yeah. It was a Seth Rogen show. Um, but I ended up binge watching it. It was pretty good. It was pretty fun. 
Um, yeah, very addicting, no? Parang you kind addicting. of like like candy where you can't stop and then you, like what I just saw was really bad And it's bad co- for the me. complete antithesis of a Marvel Mar- the Marvel comic books. Now you have that's what the book is. Which is, I because I, I didn't even written, know it was a book. It's written by a guy who hates superheroes. Right. But is one of the best comic book writers. So, yeah. But his frustration, guys, like, why is this genre so dominant? It's uh-huh. ridiculous. But, uh-huh. yeah, but when he does do it, he's great. But he's, his best work is like usually crime, war stories. And I think this was Amazon's big summer hit. Like, they didn't know it was going to yeah. run away. Yeah. They were surprised. It, it kind of like, yeah, put up the ratings, um, definitely. Mm-hmm. And um, see, I know, Carl Urban was fantastic. It's actually British eh, in the comic. Oh. Um, so it's 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 a really good adaptation for, for something that um, was very inherently Brit yeah. um, in, in the graphic novel. Um, and then, of course, Anthony Starr as Homelander. What a find. Yep. Like, this guy has been working for decades. Kiwi pala siya. Yeah, and then suddenly he's this fantastic mm-hmm. actor playing like the antithesis of Superman. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I yeah. thought nga it was gonna be like Mystery Men because it was Seth Rogen. <laughs> but I was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm, I, I will follow it definitely. I'm a little cautious. I mean, it might end. Towards the end, because it got a little like hokey na eh, the way with the rescue of the dolphin stuff. And, <laughs> diba? Parang that, that was actually one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> but but it's a good world building. Yeah. Um, and I, I love Starlight. I love um, I love any anything kid. that Elizabeth Shue is in. Mm-mm. My my babe my favorite babysitter. <laughs> Adventures of babysitting. Mm-hmm. Um is it Ramon? Yeah. yeah, number five. My number five is Succession. <gasps> How dare yeah. you sir? It's so low <laughs> um, you're you have Game of Thrones on your list, so <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I was season one didn't even make my top ten last year, so I was happy. I wasn't sure if I was gonna continue nga, but buten lang I did because it it got it improved so much more. And even though I still don't really like the characters, they're not good people. Somehow the broken children aspect of it made me sympathize mm-hmm. and yeah but still just great moments great uh setups and great payoffs succession was my number one uh. of the year or is my number one uh hmm. i know what <laughs> yours is wait wait no because i actually hear succession well i'll know I might make a last minute oh, switcheroo. Okay. <laughs> but here succession is number one. Um uh, but but I was gonna say that's a big leap for Ramon because I know Yunya Succession was in your top ten. But um what I'm very proud if we're I'm proud of anything that our show has done is that converted people yeah. to watching succession. So Casas, hello, Carlo Casas. Adi Carpio, um, hello. Yeah, Nick Reyes. <laughs> they all love succession now. Um because of our uh, fantastic taste and our curating skills. Um, and no, it's it's yeah. <laughs> no, it's 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 a great season. It's a great show. Um, yeah. Also, I mean, I don't know if I would have stayed if the acting wasn't at a certain level. But also, uh, what's the guy's name? The showrunner creator. He's from Jesse. Jesse Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, he's from Vipe. So I mean, yeah, I expect that sort of 
really witty writing already. Uh-huh. And just the way crazy things can happen one after another. And it's also the funniest show, I think, of the... Really? <laughs> like, completely? Yeah. Uh, very masterful. And we've talked about it yep. for many episodes. So Everyone you can... knows we love this show. <laughs> you can... It's my number one. Uh, yes. Um, my number... What are we? Five. five. My number five is Fleabag. My number four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I think that's your number one. That's my guess. Okay. <laughs> it is my number one. Um, <laughs> you're my number one boy also um it's yeah wow i mean this was the year of layback in in my social media feed everybody from Donetta down everything it won everything everything it could be nominated for it won and it wasn't even close you know so well i'm just happy that the marvel marvelous mrs Maisel was unseated this year <laughs> yeah and then they'll offer something of compact I've never seen it. Uh, no, so okay, but why are you I, happy? And, uh, because I something I have actually seen ah, okay. in the comedy category. And if you think about it, Fleabag season two is as long as two episodes of Marvel. Yeah, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Because it's like twenty. <laughs> yeah, 20 twenty-two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Sibia Bermundo from Globe Studios asks, "What is so great about Fleabag?" In which case, what would you answer? No, she's like, I don't get it. She's What's like, so great about Fleabag? She doesn't see the magic. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it to... I'm not trying to convert one people, but uh, I think just this is masterfully written, performed, directed when she has an amazing supporting cast who are also getting all the acclaim that they should. And it went deeper than one. One because it was an adaptation of a, a, a one-woman show. And... That still felt like uh, very much an adaptation, but this one was really written for TV. One played like a rom-com it, yeah, or like Bridget Jones's really, diary. It felt that. It, it had that control and yeah, even the scripts, I'm studying it now. I, uh, and uh, Andrew Scott, grabish. <laughs> wait, my answer to Bea, hi Bea. Okay, my hi. answer to Bea is, um, I loved how she pulled the rug on everyone on how on that first person, breaking the fourth wall. And apparently she's she's breaking her this this priest is like breaking herself also, breaking yeah. her defenses down. Apparently that that's when she she didn't actually plan for a second season, mm-hmm. but when the idea of the priest sort of breaking the fourth wall or seeing her break the fourth wall, that's when she realized oh I'm going to write a second season. Right. So that's why she said uh, while while she said that she doesn't she thinks this is the end of Fleabag she has said. Uh, if I come up with something, you know, new for the character, then there might be a season three. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Um, what is your number four? I said flea bag. Okay. What's your number four? My number four is uh, it's Tyolet. No, but it's it's two Hulu shows that are really good. Um and uh, it's it's Rami and Shrill. That's and, on my runners up. Okay, so those two kind of came out around the same time, and Shrill is uh, an adaptation of the book, but kind of a loose adaptation, starring A.D. Bryant about uh, a fat woman grappling with you know her body issues and self confidence, self esteem. There's a really great episode, uh, the fourth one, where she attends this the party. Yeah, the swimming pool party, and then it's very. 
revelatory, I suppose. Uh, I mean, sometimes you're not thinking of how other people see themselves yep. and it's just, oh, you, you really feel for the person and, and, and the situation and you sort, sort of start thinking about oh, how other people also inhabit their own skin. And with Rami, naman, it's, um, Rami sort of occupies a space now that master I feel of master none. of none used to. And it's so showrun, led, written, and main performer is the stand-up comic Rami Youssef, who won the Golden Golden who, Globe this year. Yeah, yeah, for acting. Yeah, right. And then, but also he did also his stand-up special last year was also I think in the top five comedy specials of the year. But and also what's interesting is besides just being you know a Muslim American millennial and exploring that life, he's also actually one of the few comedians who's actually a person of faith. Yep. And uh, it's interesting to see that perspective. Where It's interesting to see a TV show explore religion yeah. in a very positive way. In a very, light. not just, oh, positive, sincere, not yeah. mocking. Yeah. So, you know, and I'm not I'm well-versed with, with, with Muslim faith, Muslim faith, but uh, it's just, yeah, very interesting and still relatable and very, very funny, which is why it's on my list. I'm still waiting for someone to produce an Opus Dei show. Like a positive. Isn't it called, uh, no? Um... <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it called uh, what's it called I, I watched this uh, what the Tom Hanks yeah, movie Da Vinci's Code Da Vinci's Code uh, <laughs> Angels and Infernos yeah positive positive show naman ah okay <laughs> um the number four is what we do in the shadows your number three well uh, it's repeating them. my number three is Barry okay. number two is Chernobyl number one is Succession hmm oh okay so since my flea is my number one, I'll I'll go to. What did I say? Oh, my number three is the other two. What's so the other two? It's a Comedy Central show, oh. and it's great. It's just so blisteringly funny. the The jokes per minute ratio is crazy, but also, it's basically it's called the other two, right? And it's basically about, um, the older siblings of this Justin Bieber type pop star but the older siblings are the kind of failures who haven't done anything with their lives one's a struggling actor and i forget what the profession the other girl is supposed to have but but they're both not doing or basically scraping by and then suddenly their younger brother who's in his tweens basically suddenly becomes this massive pop star because of a viral video <laughs> and it's really really funny the mom is molly shannon it's it's showrun created mostly written by the two former head writers of snl mm-hmm and yeah, it's just a great cast, really funny, and very consistent. So when it came out, it was, it felt like Comedy Central really needed something new and big to kind of take the place of like Broad City as their flagship show. And I felt like the other two was it for the for the first half of the year. Cool. I will. Check that out. Yeah, um, me too. Never my number of it. three, um, very very overlooked gem, and I'm so sad that it was cancelled. The OA, <laughs> Brit Marling and the uh, Zalbat Manglish. On Netflix, right? On it's Netflix. on Netflix. It is. It is the best Netflix show, I think. Um, and I I love how you know season one was great. Season one was very inventive, uh, very weird. But then season two is like full throttle. They they just kind of why like, did they cancel this show? Because Netflix are idiot. I don't <laughs> Netflix US. <laughs> they you know um, 
I don't know why they canceled it. I think while I read an article, because like um, they really just need two seasons, I guess, of a show to hook that particular audience. And I guess um, when you're not the top tier, when you're not when you're not um, Stranger Things, The Crown, yeah, now uh, The Witcher, Witcher and um, uh, Thirteen Reasons Why, or or you, which is apparently one of the top Netflix shows oh, ever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's yeah then you just need two seasons even bojack right which is but one of ozark their best is shows also i mean it's not it doesn't have a big following mm. ozark isn't it yeah, it does, it does? Ozark is one of their most successful oh really like all the titos love it okay but i'm breaking bad for titos i should watch ozark actually after the how cool i know so did the oa and um so the oa did they the landing i know eh? no because they, they didn't they were canceled Oh, they didn't even end the show. Yeah. Oh, open, I guess, the hanging ending sort of. So they definitely did not see it coming. They thought they would have another season. All right, and it was the best cliffhanger, pa. Like, like one of the best season enders ever. And I'll I'll tell you about it na lang after. It's, it's gonna I don't be one of those shows it, that's probably gonna have a special or a movie. They should, but because yeah. they gave that, uh, didn't they give like Sense8 a movie or something? To finish everything, and then HBO has done that with Ladies First. I mm. know uh, Hello Ladies mm-hmm. with uh, no, the Deuce, which uh, the Deuce, sorry, uh, Deadwood, which mm-hmm. has would, a movie. Yeah, which I would put actually in my favorite movies of of last. Year. And Amazon with Transparent yeah. also the musical finale. Right. So uh, super heartbreaking. The strange, OA. strange decisions. Netflix. <laughs> I know. Uh, okay, your two is Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Your two. Number two. See. Alright, what's your number? So low. My two, I'm pulling a last minute switcheroo and <laughs> making Succession my number two. I know your number one. Already. So yeah, <laughs> but your my number, number one, one is Succession. Okay, my one is Fleabag. Yeah, and my number one is Watchmen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why amazing... is it Ramon saying? Because huh? I haven't even finished it. I've I've seen snippets because Mong is such a, an avid Watchmen follower. Okay. So Mong loves it. Oh, he that loves it. Absolutely. The, the year. Yeah. No, it's it's really. I mean, I, I think I think the the reason for the last minute uh, changes when they announced that okay they're well, probably not gonna do yeah. season two and it really <laughs> works as <laughs> here comes Ramon's laughter. <laughs> why wait? Why why did Ramon finish? No, you've I, seen episodes, more episodes than no, I. No, Ramon have. Ramon has finished it. So how come but, he? Oh my God! You don't even listen to your show when you're oh. not when you're not hosting it. Why didn't Why didn't you Why didn't you like this? Ramon is like even okay. This is our token shout out to Miguel Nashanseno. <laughs> but when we were asking the the people, uh, well, when we were asking the group the people in the Facebook group what their favorite show was uh, Miguel uh, listed down his favorites The Watchmen uh, and then he's like looks at Ramon okay <laughs> Watchmen I want to hear why why what why didn't you like it so much no I did oh you obviously haven't listened to the episode no sorry I only listened to my own voice whoa <laughs> <laughs> okay but wait what yeah why weren't you touched the way Quark was touched where did it touch you <laughs> Touched by Miss Doctor. No, I can answer. It's it's very painful. Alan Moore is Ramon's favorite okay, okay. writer, creator, okay. and basically got fucked over by DC. Yes. Um, and uh, he doesn't want to have anything to do anymore with with the uh, <laughs> with the DC adaptations, DC properties. In, fa- in fact, he had his name deleted from. Yeah, they, can't, they can't say his name. They're not allowed to. It's part of the deal. Yeah. 
So every time his name is brought up, it's only an interview, promo interviews. But none of the official materials can have his name. It doesn't say adapt an adaptation of... They, they list the artist, the, the co-creator. Right. So based on the uh, comic co-created by So Dave why Cubans. did you like this? I mean, compared to the movie of Zack uh, Snyder. Grabe. Let's just compare. I even like the movie. No, I didn't. That's why I asked. No, so it's funny ha- because what's with this adaptation? Bianca was kind of lost watching the adaptation of the book. Also, well, the show is a sequel, very much a sequel. Both share the same name. Yeah. So Bianca was actually kind of lost um, because they do throwbacks to a lot of characters. Yeah. Um, so it's like, okay, let's watch the movie so to refresh, and we couldn't even finish the movie. <laughs> but um, did you fall asleep? Yeah, it's a boring movie, no? Really, it's, that's that's my main problem Soulless. with the Snyder movie. It's 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 soulless. Ad, it's soulless, but also it's just it's just air, hot air. It's airless and it's hot air. It's inert. It's such a. It's so faithful that it's so boring. Yeah. it's like which it's, is what Three Hundred was, right? I like Three Hundred actually. That's maybe his second best movie. But isn't it like? It's, it was based on a graphic novel. Yeah, but also very panel faithful, panel, but a very right? short graphic novel uh, that really lends itself. That graphic novel is actually uh, in, and it's also uh, no, it's also position, it's also printed in a widescreen format, right? Mm. Three hundred instead of like the sort of portrait vertical orient, yeah. like orientation. Yeah. It's actually a a, a landscape which plays like a movie. Yeah, because you wanted that widescreen feel. So what did Lindelof do that f- you fell in love, Quark? I think he made it his own, which I think every, um, I know, I mean, when we talked about this a bit, it's really more a Lindelof thing than Alan Moore. And for for Lindelof, who, you know, worships more, it would be so easy cause it to kind of say, what would Alan Moore do? Right. But but here, okay, he, well, number one, he focused on things that were very important to him and the race, race problem race in, relations. in the U.S. Yeah. And, um, and even the way he would unravel the the episodes. Because what, what I love about both Watchmen the comic and, and Watchmen the show is that they both work as individual episodes and they work as a whole, mm-hmm. as a whole series. But And that also shows in, in Leftovers. Lost, right? That's also the format they followed with Lost. Yes, until the last few seasons of Lost, <laughs> that really worked for for Lost, um, and and I think yeah, but it it said so much. The characters were, you were pretty amazing. Um, uh, Regina King's character was great. Uh, <laughs> um, who else's character? Was see, you know, see Tim Blake Nelson, uh-huh. but but say, kind of, he made it his own, and it was a, a wonderful like merging of of both. More sensibilities mm. and and Lindelof. So didn't like he didn't like worship at the altar of Alan Moore. Yeah, and and I think he, but um, and I told Ramon, <laughs> much to his chagrin, that it did deserve the the name. I think by the end of the the series. Okay, you should watch it. It's really good. I know it's, it's really in good. my list. I have a list of shows I need yeah. to catch up with. Um, and that uh, concludes our. Wait, I have fun, fun categories. Okay. So what was? Do you want to shout out to uh, the, the group people? Yeah, go um, ahead. Yeah, here are some favorites of um, people who are in the group. Uh, Jan Nang says the Expanse Russian Doll. Veronica Mars. I tried to get into Russian, Russian Doll. Is in my longer list. It's in my teens. Yeah. Uh, me too. Uh, Rina is Succession Chernobyl Fleabag, which mm-hmm. is your top three yeah. in that order, right? Yep, yeah. Um, Matthew Arcelius says Euphoria, actually. Yeah, oh my lower, gosh. lower tens. I am just not the market. Close to 20. 
Yeah, that, it, it took a while to grow on me. Because there is a thing where I really admire the style of it, but the characters are all kind of stereotypes, pa. They're all, or rather archetypes. Mm-hmm. And I hope with season two it'll be more interesting. Quite like um, you like Euphoria. Um, no, I, I have only seen episode one, which I, oh, I liked you, for you all the wrong it. reasons. <laughs> Horrorian for you, right? I That's why oh. I don't want to see it. Horrorian to me. Trying for Quark, eh? I don't want kids anymore. I don't want to see so many dicks. Uh, Luke 2 says, I think you should leave, which is actually a really fun show. It's, fun. it's a funny so show. Yeah. yeah, It's just hard to rank that because like, it's, an, it's an absurdist yeah. sketch show, but it's so good. I mean, if it was just a list of comedies, then that would definitely be on my list. Yeah. Uh, sorry, go. Oh, sorry. Ian Villar says, um, uh, "Orange is the new black, but also House <laughs> cards." I don't know. I'm, I'm actually have not. Orange is the new black had a good final season. I heard. You I think you say that before. Probably. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Orange is the new black. Well, because when it came out, I think the, the reviews were positive. I'm not. I'm not a House of Cards fan, so can't really say. Okay, and then Miguel Nascenceno, uh, Succession, Sex Ed, Unbelievable, Mindhunter. Unbelievable! I can't believe Unbelievable was not on our list. Um, not in the top 10. Not it's in, in the my, top 10. It's in my yeah, Top 15. My yeah, Unbelievable is a great show. Sorry, it's, it's also in my top 15. And then he goes, glances at Ramon, Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what are your fun... Uh, um, Wait, categories. I want to. Do you want to go through like what are your honorable mentions? That My honorable mentions that just didn't make it. You know, was Shrill, Broad City, Rami, True Detective, The Crown. Oh okay. Um, wow, The Crown. Oh, yeah. I didn't enjoy season three as much as two. Eh? For me, two and one were. But when did so, three so come good. out? This that tw- <laughs> twenty nine November is always their air date. Yeah, main mind under unbelievable Stranger Things, Game of Thrones, and The Boys. Yeah. Mine is a better a Russian doll, good place, what we do in the shadows, uh, Veep, the final season, yeah, and Bojack, crazy ex-girlfriend. Okay, what, what is uh, what was your favorite episode of the year? Mine was Ron Lilly, like I said, Kanina. Um, I'm not sure. I mean, I I don't have one off the top of my head. Um, I. Uh, I'm sure yours is Watchmen. No, actually, it's uh, it's from Legion. It's oh. an amazing Legion episode. I think that it's um, I think it's episode seven. La- no, sorry, episode four of season three of Legion. It's a, uh, it's kind of um, it's directed by one of the Daniels, uh, who did Swiss Army Man. Mm-hmm. Directing, uh, team on Legion because Hero Hero Murai is also there. Oh really? He said, "Oh." And Noah Hawley himself. Okay. Um, but this one, I think it was Daniel. Lily Amirpour. Yes, yeah, Amirpour does uh, most of the beginning. But this one is about like time, like when you time travel, there there are time vermin or something that get attracted, and it's like a it's like a Twilight Zone episode, mm. and um, it they they exist between moments of time so like they're there then biglang the next but they're like still and then the next moment they're closer to you so uh it's 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 a horror episode oh um, it's really scary but it's really profound um there's one see um what's the name of an Aubrey Plaza in in it in that episode has a girlfriend falls in love but the girl gets attacked by the time uh and also so she goes through her whole life in front of Aubrey Plaza from birth to grade school to finally death and so Aubrey 
kind of experiences a whole life with this person in wow. two minutes. It's it's a great wow. episode. Wow. Um, your favorite performance of the year? Mine is Jeremy Strong since I wrote it down. Now. Hey, I'll just thinking. cheat and say dead with the movie. <laughs> oh, performance of the year. It. Hmm. Uh, Natasha Leon would be in up Russian there. doll. In Russian doll, because it's, it's it, the whole. Pract- yeah, I mean, you're most of the time you're basically just with her and trying to figure out the crazy situation. So that is good, but also of course Michelle Williams, Fassie Verdon. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Jared, and then oh, Emily, from Jared. Chernobyl. Jared, Hello, Jared Leto. From Silicon Valley. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought of Jared from Wait, Silicon well, Valley. Wait, well, why not? They he had a good that, season, though. Yeah, they, had the, they ended also. Yeah. Uh, performance. Uh, PWB. <laughs> Phoebe Waller-Bridge. Of course. Uh, um, amazing. Show that people loved, but you just didn't get. Oh, wait, who's your... Who's your Mine is Jeremy Strong. Oh, okay. Oh. oh, you know who also was really good, though? Um, See, Four Weddings and Funeral Girl in... in um, Kristen Scott. Thomas in oh, in her guest turn Fleabag. Fleabag. That yeah. was really great. Okay. Uh, what was your question? Um, shows that people love but you just didn't understand or just <laughs> couldn't get into. Minus Pen15. <laughs> oh, I love Pen15. Yeah, it's a show people love but I I just could not get into it. When people ask me like, what's a show that people love but you just don't get into? I, I, I mostly just Think of normie stuff like The Blacklist or This Is Us, like that. No, actually, I like This Is Us, really? but I stopped watching it. I just, it's just, I it comes out so frequently. So, uh, hmm. I don't know. What do you, what, so it has to be like a hipster show that people are into. <laughs> I don't know. Well, mine is The Crown, uh, but you know, I mean, I respect you know, I, that. You've tried it. No, I should. Uh, then how can you, how can you, okay, you, you have to give it a okay, chance? Okay. Uh, the deuce. I've I've gone through five episodes. It's just like much like the wire, the wire. <laughs> it's the Simon style, and a very realistic and almost not authorial because they talk like I've had this conversation with a friend of the pod and fe- frequently commented and referenced person <laughs> Miguel Nascenzo. <laughs> so I've had this conversation because Miguel's one of those people who who does also watch uh, I think the Simon shows like I do, but. Therefore, since his background is journalism, they really go for realism, and you know, not like pakul dialogue, and and tuloy, everyone feels like a real person. And I've had that conversation with Miguel. We're like, grabby. Sometimes I think about the characters in Trivi, a, ca- a show that's long finished. And we're like, I just wonder, I wonder what this person's doing now, as if they're a real person. Cute, you know, man. It's like that, and that also feels it's a little bit dimmed with. Um, the deuce because there's actual stars eh? there's Maggie Gyllenhaal there's James Franco so I'm not thinking of them necessarily as like real characters but you know some of their best performances but some of the other actors who are just known for Simon shows and like mm-hmm. you just and, and that's why that finale they do something so not realistic na ang grabe yung shock from what you know of a person's body of work for him to do something so different, but still work so emotionally. That's why I, I really, it broke my heart. Okay. I think that's it. Oh, okay. A uh, TV show that you wish was a movie or that could work as a movie or that deserves a movie. Oh, hey, season three. 
<laughs> Make it a movie. What's yours? Mine's Mindhunter. There should be a movie. David Fincher, come oh. on, give me a movie. Give me a movie. Well, well, there is already Zodiac. They kind of, yeah, there's Zodiac. There's they Zodiac kind of are long pala. movies already. I'm thinking of what else is suddenly canceled this year. Hmm. I'm not sure. Well, anyway, I'll just skip. Uh. Mm. So I have this list that might just be interesting. We don't have to comment them necessarily, but this is just, I was keeping track say, of all the shows that I watch that either ended or were abruptly canceled. Uh-huh. So the show is in alphabetical order. There's Angie Tribeca, which some people don't even know existed. No, no. Okay, it's a show that Steve Carell created and produced starring um, Rashida Jones. Rashida Jones, oh. And it's a show that's like uh, Police Squad. So oh. those Zucker Brothers, completely zany, absurd. It's it's really just Where a 20 it minute entertainment. It was a TBS show, okay. the network of Conan. Network. Yeah. So Baskets on FX. Um, also a good show, but sort of uneven and inconsistent but I remember I used to describe it as like if Spike Jones had a TV show it would be Baskets Jonathan Kreisel is the main director see Zach Galifianakis so Broad City ended Catastrophe another great show um, Crashing the Pete Holmes show on HBO Judd Apatow also Crazy Ex-Girlfriend and the Deadly Class was cancelled uh, Deadwood well kind of a finale with the movie The Deuce ended Fleabag Game of Thrones, Happy was cancelled, uh, iZombie ended, Jane the Virgin ended, the That's a lot, right. Legion ended, Mr. Robot ended, the OA was cancelled, Orange is the New Black ended, Preacher, I think cancelled, but they were able to wrap it up. They, they had enough, I don't know, Runaways also ended, Santa Clarita the Diet was cancelled, Silicon Valley ended. Wow. Steven Universe ended but is suddenly back with a, like an epilogue series. Transparent problematically ended. Tuka and Bertie suddenly cancelled. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt ended but is gonna have like a Bandersnatch type thing coming this year. Like a choose your own adventure type episode. Uh, Veep ended and you're the worst ended. So, R.I.P. Okay. And um, uh, guilty pleasures, rhythm and rhythm flow. and flow. That's yeah. my guilty pleasure, <laughs> which rhythm is a really great flow. show. Actually, it, it's an amazing show. It's not, it's not guilty pleasure. It's really good, right? I found it really good. Something Better than bad. like a reinvented American Idol. Well, yeah. not reinvented, but I guess made it more interesting. The format. Um, catastrophe okay. is one thing I really want to see. Oh, it's so good. It's only four seasons, and yeah. each season is like the basically fleabag length, basically. And it's supposed to be super funny, it's well written. It's super funny, well written, well acted, and such an interesting um, origin. They met on Twitter. They were like fans of each other's Twitter. Lang. Sharon Horgan, who's in the UK, and then Rob Delaney, who's in the States. And then they met up. They started writing together. They both are the leads. They play a married couple. Who this is The premise because of the first episode is it's a one-night stand. And then they got married, and, right? And... Uh, no, I think pregnant. the girl gets pregnant. And then they decide, well, what if we try to make a relationship right. since they enjoyed each other? When, I mean, their time together. And then and then now Rob Delaney is like a U- UK citizen. He's, he moved there now. I know because of Rob Delaney because he was tweeting about his sick son. Yeah, see Henry. And then when he finally passed away, I just realized, oh my gosh, this guy is the guy in that Amazon show. Which Amazon show? Catastrophe. Catastrophe. 
<laughs> All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for Great chiming episode. in on our Facebook. Yeah. Also. Um, and uh, for our next episode, it's a Dead Kids special featuring Dead Kids. Or shall we say Mikhail Red? Mikhail Red. We have Mikhail Red, writer, Nikos Red, okay. um, and I think some cast. So it's basically Red Kids. Red Kids, with I think one or two people from the cast of Dead Kids. Um, uh, please post your questions on the Facebook group if you have any, or tweet them to us. So enjoy, guys. Bye.